0: Well, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Youth and Culture podcast and making this podcast a part of your day today. I am your host, Ryan Sebastian, and I am joined with my co-host, David Pinkham. Good morning, good afternoon,
1: good evening, and good night, depending on when you're listening
0: to this. <laughs> you know, this, uh, I've had an interesting week this week. Yeah? What happened this time? Um, uh, both my kids are quarantined for two weeks. Oh, fun. Yeah, I have, I have, uh, one kid, one of my, my oldest, his entire class, well, actually his entire grade was quarantined. Uh, we just got the information about that a couple of days ago. And then last night I found out my youngest, he, he has to quarantine. Oh for two weeks as well um anyway it's really pretty crazy and it's, it's a it's a weird time we live in so right now as we're recording my kids are upstairs i'm at my house recording at my studio semi studio at home and my kids are upstairs on their kindles and i hope i pray that they're quiet the entire time so if you're listening and you hear my kids in the background screaming i do apologize Hey, man. Um, I know we want them
1: to be quiet, but you know what quiet usually means when there's small children in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Something's yeah. happening that should not be happening. <laughs> yeah. I'll, oh, yes. Oh, yes.
0: But anyway, oh. so it's it's a, it's just an interesting time we live in right now, man. So,
1: yep. That's and- going to be even more interesting by the time our listeners hear this episode. Because by the time this episode drops, you know what will have happened? Oh, yes. The election. Yes,
0: <laughs> including that, I got a, I got I got vote this week, so I'm trying to early vote this week, yeah. get that over with, so I can beat all the ridiculous crowds. I never so. have to worry about that where I live, oh, but I crazy. also
1: live out in the middle of nowhere.
0: Uh, it could be, it could be a little crazy here sometimes. Yeah, because I'm expecting this election cycle to be be a little bit more nuts than usual. So I'm definitely going to try to try to do some early voting. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I'm really excited and pumped up. What are we going to be talking about this week? In the last two weeks, we talked about different things that if you neglect in your life, personal life, and your ministry, how it can actually destroy your ministry over time. We talked mm-hmm. about basically not making prayer a priority, not spending time with God in prayer, and basically ignoring your Bible. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads what I want to talk about today. Now, what we're going to talk about t- today, we to talk about many things. Really, we can actually make this a twenty-part series of different things that <laughs> you can make destroy the 20, your ministry. Twenty twenty-two with this, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The first two things we, we talked about, it's pretty much obvious. Okay, you, you yeah. neglect those two things, it's obvious mm-hmm. that uh, things around in, in your personal life is going to fall apart, and your ministry is going to fall apart but Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of hone in on one specific area for our third way of how your ministry could fall apart around you. And that's don't make changes. Don't make changes without prayer, casting vision, and communication. Okay. Don't make changes. See if you make changes without these things, you're going to have a hard, hard time being effective. In fact, you're probably going to see things slowly fall apart and you're picking up the pieces behind you.
1: Yeah, and that's something that if you guys have been in ministry for any length of time, and I got to pick on my own people here a little bit, especially if you're Southern Baptist, okay? Um, Change is terrifying (laughs) to a lot of people. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I have heard people moan and groan and complain for change to happen, but then when change actually happens, they freak out. And so uh, what Ryan and I are trying to communicate with this today is that when changes need to happen, there's a certain way they need to be done. And if you neglect to pray about it, let the word guide it. Don't talk about it, just make the change. Like, if you neglect some of these key things you have to do when making changes, it's going to tank things pretty
0: quickly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what what I want to do is kind of, I kind of want to kind of break that down a little bit Mm -hmm. and have us kind of hash each one of these things out. And of course, we talked the first is come to God in prayer and his word. Okay. Before you make changes, any type of change, you need to make sure you're praying about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Make sure asking God, is this really what you want me to do? And you really have to ask that question because uh of course we can we can lead and somewhat lead effectively without prayer and rely on our own self for a period of time. Hours. For a period of yeah, for a period of time. But eventually you're gonna hit the fan. Yeah. You're gonna hit a wall and mm-hmm. things are gonna fall apart behind you because you're not leading with the Holy Spirit. You're leading your own work, your own abilities, and that can only take you so far. Um, so when you're, when you're looking to make major changes within your ministry, you really need to make sure that you're pray, asking God, is this really what you want me to do? If it, this is not what you want me to do, please make sure this does not work. And I, that's really what I do. Every time I, I try my best, I don't do it all the time because I'm not perfect. Um, I'm not perfect in this either, but I really try when I'm looking to make a major change in my ministry is ask God, is this what you want me to do? And if it's not, please make sure that does not work or go through.
1: Yeah. And that's why we had this as the first of the three ways of ruining your youth mysteries prayer, because this is something that you've got to make sure you, your heart is right. uh, When you're thinking about making a change, um, and and you decide to start with prayer. That's gonna that's gonna be the first thing that checks your heart, as far as your motivation behind the change. Like, are you gonna are you making this change because you think it's good for the church? Because you think that's what God wants you to do? Are You making the change because you think it's a cool idea? Because you saw a bigger church, uh, quote better church unquote, uh, do it and it was successful for them. So we're gonna try it now too. Like bringing it before the Lord and allowing Him to sift through that in your own heart is gonna help keep you from making some mistakes. That could have been avoided had you just submitted your plans to him and and brian you said this prayer and word and the word you've got to, mm-hmm. it's got to be in line with scripture if you're making a change that takes your congregation away from scripture, if you make a change that takes your youth ministry away from scripture, well technically you don't even
0: have to pray about that. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just no, I agree. don't do it <laughs> yeah and and uh, I'm glad you kind of hit it on um uh making changes, making sure that's it's aligned with God's word. Cause here's the thing. One thing I try to practice the best of my ability. Again, like I said earlier, I'm not perfect human, make mistakes with this as well, but I really try to look, say, is this, this, what I, the change I want to do, the direction I want to push on our ministry, is it lined up in God's word, God's purpose, uh, where he wants the church to go? Is it lined up with that? Um, is it going to help advance the gospel? Exactly. Is it, is it going to go, going to help create disciples? Mm-hmm. Or, and here's the flip side of that, or is it going to just make it more f- fun yeah. and leave it there, leave it at that? Uh, and again, fun's not a bad thing, but fun without the gospel and discipleship, all that wrapped together, is pointless. Mm-hmm. Um. So you have to kind of evaluate those uh, those things as well as is is where is the direction that we are going. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times, and again, I've learned this the hard way. And the reason why I wanted to pick on this and talk about it as our third thing of of kind of messing up, ruining your ministry is because I have been there, I have done this, and I have had to pick the pieces and pay the price for it. Now, again. I was very lucky and fortunate that God worked through it and was able to get through it. Um, but I've been there. In fact, when I talk to a lot of youth pastors, uh, who have are struggling, uh, they usually hear something like this. I'm struggling to implement this. I want to make a major change. I'm getting a lot of pushback. My parents are on board. My leaders are on board and everybody's mad at me. And that's the first thing I ask is, is, how did you come to God in prayer and ask, is this really what you want me to do before you even start implementing this change? I kind of say the majority of the time, I would say 9 out of 10 times, it's they look at me and they say absolutely not. And I said then I have to tell them that's where your problem lies. This may not be where God wants you to actually go as a ministry. It may be what you want to do. And, but not, maybe not necessarily where God wants you to go. Yeah, and and overarching all of that is
1: is, is the simple fact that um, when you're wanting to make a change, when there's something coming down the pike, um, you're gonna need wisdom. And and James one tells us if you lack wisdom, ask God for it because He gives it liberally. He gives it without reproach. It's a good idea to actually believe he's going to do it because he doesn't really like double-minded people, (laughs) okay? Um, But, I mean, especially now. Like, Ryan, I know that we've had a lot of conversations about um, how ministry is going to look from a week-to-week basis because of COVID. And uh, when the shutdowns happened um, to when our state in Virginia, we had we started going through phases one, two, three. I think we're in phase two right now. I'm not really sure because who knows? (laughs) Um, You know, our governor is... He's an interesting guy. Um, he, he'll make a decision and then, like, you know, he'll say, wear a mask. Then somebody snaps a picture of him out in public without a mask on. And then he just broke his hand the other day. I mean, I don't, guys, having a rough day. Anyway, um, but right now, the decisions we're having to make, the changes that we're having to make with ministry ongoing is what is youth group going to look like? What are our youth meeting times going to look like? Are we going to socially distance? Are we going to wear masks? Are we going to do temperature checks at the door? Are we going to require every single person there to do a certain thing. Is there going to be hand sanitizer everywhere? And these are all like little practical everyday things. It's not necessarily like a verse that says thou shalt use hand sanitizer, you Mm -hmm. know, when there's a mass pandemic going on, but going to the Lord to seek wisdom, uh, using what the word says about particular issues as guidance is going to be helpful And one thing it's going to help stave off is anytime you ever want to make a change, someone somewhere is going to eventually look at you and say, why? Mm -hmm. And if you've got scriptural backup, you can hide behind scripture. (laughs) You can hide behind the word of God. I mean, you're not hiding, but you're just, you know, utilizing what's been given to you as a tool to do your ministry to the glory of God and showing people like the reason I'm making this particular change, whatever it may be, is because it honors God, it honors His Word, and we're to use. I mean, it's given to us for everything, for life and godliness. So let's use, utilize it for its intended purpose.
0: No, no I absolutely agree. And and right now, is during COVID, is a major change, or well, a major time for change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us in ministry right now are looking at this as an opportunity to make major changes, make it. Things better than they were before, because uh, right now there's there's not a people are not going to you're not going to have much pushback for change because everything is changing right now and when it comes to digital, doing digital ministry, uh, so there's a lot of change already happening. So right now change is almost welcome, but even in during this time, the this time right now, it's very easy to get caught up in. Let's make changes. Let's make mm-hmm. changes. Let's change this without change everything. Yes. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. If you need to change everything and change a lot of stuff, that's absolutely fine. But it's, it's so much easier, especially for someone like me, who's naturally driven and ambitious and a workaholic, uh, to, to take it and run and, and would not leave this to God, not ask God for guidance, but take it in my own will and my own strength and take it and run. And there is, there again, there is a danger of doing that.
1: Yeah, it it's a, seems like a good idea at the time is, is not a great rationale
0: for doing, no, absolutely.
1: for doing things. And let me let me encourage this one thing before we move on to the next section. Uh, for some of you listening, you may be in like your first year of ministry um, or you may be in your first year of ministry at a, a new church. And one thing that we were trained as when we were uh, trained in when we were at Liberty uh, and and mentors that I've had over the years, pastors I've talked to, uh, one thing they've always encouraged is if you're going to make a change, don't do it fast, and 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 don't do it right away. Um, you can't turn an aircraft carrier at the same speed you turn a speedboat; otherwise, all the planes will fall off <laughs> and the crew. So, and that's something where um i think the next section that you were going to cover Brian, uh ryan is um is going to speak to that but this is not something that happens immediately uh it, it can take some time to do uh which is hard when you're driven and and you're workaholic
0: <laughs> yeah well, uh, absolutely man i can't tell you how many times and i've been very fortunate i i grew up in ministry as a pastor's kid uh, my grandfather was a pastor of our home church for 40 plus years uh, before we retired, my dad was a pastor for almost 30 years. So, so I, I've been very much engulfed in ministry. So I have a little bit of an understanding of, of when you make changes, you do it slow because I've seen it and I've seen it done. And I've experienced it. Uh, so I have a little bit more understanding, but just because I have an understanding doesn't mean I didn't always practice it uh, in my own ministry. And so there's been times where I I saw there needs to be changes and I rushed in Mm. and I didn't, and I rushed in and I didn't do two things, other things besides prayer. I didn't, at least to our next sections, I didn't cast vision. Okay. Casting vision. So some of you may be asking why is casting vision important to change? Casting vision is important when it comes to change because casting vision brings people on board on Mm -hmm. mission on what you want to accomplish in your ministry. Yep. Uh, That's why it's so important to cast a vision to your, and you need to cast vision to your leaders and you need to cast vision to even your parents. And you do this way before uh, you even make any changes. You have meetings, you talk about where God, you feel like God's leader in ministry, what direction you want to go, and all this, and you cast vision. One thing I I practice personally in my ministry is is at the end of the year, at the end of the year, roughly it's about well end of the school year I should say about April, April May. Uh, what we do is we meet together, and I have uh, so I talk about our goals that we set last year. Did we meet those goals this year and what goals we have for next year? And the purpose for that meeting is casting vision for my leaders. Uh, So I'm sitting there and I'm casting a vision for next year and those goals and things and changes I like to to make for the following year. And then that leads into our first parent meeting of the year. Uh, Usually it's around August. Mm -hmm. Now we have this meeting and actually do this, I have a semi similar meeting that I had uh, in May or April. I have in August with the parents and I just tell them what are our goals for the next year's ministry and reason why those goals are important. And I'm sitting there casting vision for my parents. And one big, one big thing that uh, vision casting I've been doing uh, for the last not probably the last three years, because I'm passionate about moving our ministry to this direction is as moving it uh, to home groups, doing more home groups. And the reason why I'm passionate about that is because our, our midweek programs locally are dying. Uh, Specifically student ministry. When you look at all the churches, uh, it's not just our church. When you look at every church in the area, um, it's just slowly dying for midweek programs. Uh, Sports is more important to most families. Dance, you name it. It's just Wednesday nights, midweek programs are just not as important. And so, and I'm seeing this change the last few years. And I've been praying and asking God, where direction you want to go? and, And I keep landing on home groups. But here's the thing, we're not there as a church, as a ministry, to be able to do that. So I've been spending the last three years casting vision of what I want our ministry to look like, why home group, I believe home groups support and I've been doing to our leaders and my leaders are on board and I've been doing my, my parents. The, The thing I have to get on board is my parents and that takes time.
1: Yeah. But one of the benefits of having the parents on board is if the parents know and the parents are on board and the parents are supportive, then when you initiate and the students complain, that you know, they go home and ah I'm dad, we're doing nah, 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 nah. the parents are like, Yeah, I know, and it's exciting, you're going. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know and here's a flip side of that is if you don't do that, if you don't cast vision mm. and you just do it, your parents, your leaders are gonna look look at you and say, Why? Yeah. I don't get it. And 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 it can even create frustration uh cuz cuz they don't understand mm-hmm. and they're not on board and they haven't can, had a
1: chance to ask why yet
0: yeah and it it can even bring to uh, a sense of resentment mm-hmm. to you as well um that's the reason why it's cast vision casting is so important because you're you not only are you trying vision casting it brings your ministry to another level where you think God wants it to go, but you're also, again, bringing people on board with you. You're not doing this on your own. You're bringing people alongside of you to accomplish this vision. So that's the reason why it's important to make sure that you're sharing it with your leaders constantly, vision casting and vision casting with your parents. So one question someone who's listening might have with this is, um, okay,
1: I should cast vision. Well, how much, how often, well, um, one thing I've learned from reading and conversations I've had with other pastors is you you've kind of got to cast vision until you get sick of it, um, because by the time you get sick of saying it and you just want to quit, someone
0: will eventually start picking up on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then this is this is kind of an off-topic example for for you and me, but they're Jerry Falwell Sr. Yep, when we were in college. There was two specific things that he would say over and over and over every time he was on the stage. In fact, it would, it would semi-get on my nerves, to be honest with you. Do you remember those two things? What those two things one were?
1: The one about prayer that we talked about?
0: That, that was one. Yep. That Nothing was one. of
1: eternal significance ever happens apart from prayer. That was one of them.
0: What uh, was the other one? The other one was um, don't quit.
1: Oh, man. He don't could turn quit. any sermon into a don't quit sermon.
0: Oh yeah, every sermon, every sermon had that in, and in fact, there was a third one. I just remember there is a third one. Behag. Behag. Yeah, your big hairy audacious <laughs> goal, <laughs> basically uh, making sure you have a God-sized goal that can only God can complete. Um. Anyway, so, so that was like that was a continuously drilled, 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 drilled. But in hindsight, I'm so thankful he did that. Mm -hmm. Because I will never forget those things as long as I live. Yep. Um, So so that kind of brings in, kind of ties into the next thing that we want to talk about. The last thing is communicate. Mm. Communicate, 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 communicate. Mm -hmm. Communication is key. And here's here's my rule of thumb when it comes to communication. There is no such thing as over-communicating. Amen, brother. <laughs> people, people might disagree with me, and that's fine. Uh, but I don't, I don't really don't believe there's any there's a such thing as over communicating. And here's why: is at least in my in my context, my experience, as we use a thing called Flock Note that way we can send text, uh, we can send emails through, and we can track the data. We can track who's actually open it, percentageing it, the percentage of opens. Um clicks, all that jazz. And one thing that we have noticed is that we have some people who like emails. We have some people who like text. And we have some people who like on like social media. So we have to utilize everything for to to communicate. Uh, so, so anyway, so over communicating is not a bad thing. So if you're listening, you're thinking I, I only should should communicate in one way or one form just ignore that communicate mm-hmm. in every form that you can. And the key rule of thumb for me is at least five ways of communication. These five ways of communication, if you can, but part of, of casting vision, as, as part of casting vision is communicating well, uh, mm. communicating clearly and communicating often. Yep. So communicating clearly, communicating often. So when you, when you are, um, have your uh, meetings with parents, have your meetings with leaders, is communicating where God wants us to go, that vision casting, and you're very clear. Basically, your goal is to be so clear that you're uh, almost removing any reason to ask questions because what you're saying is so simple for them to understand and clear. Mm-hmm. And, at the same time, and also make sure you're doing that often. Like I would, I would have, maybe you can have uh, semi small parent meetings uh, throughout the year, maybe even meeting with some parents one-on-one or group of parents. And you're constantly sharing what God's has in your heart, that vision. You're constantly sharing that. And even with your leaders, like my leaders hear this all the time for me, how I've, 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 I feel like God wants us in ministry to move a direction and move into making small groups even more important than what it is right now. And small groups right now is, is the base of our ministry. Everything revolves around, around that, but make it even more important and entering the homes to make it more intimate, more engaging than in a a church building. So they, they hear this. They hear this constantly from them. Every time I'm talking to a leader, that conversation gets started eventually somewhere in that conversation um so communicate clearly and communicate often is this going to be easy no is it easy to do this no
1: <laughs> okay it, because uh I, I as you were talking through that yeah you know, i i gotta admit you know just to be honest this is this is something i struggle with um and not just with making change but with with communicating and and some of it's a you know, your typical youth ministry struggles where, you know, a parent's like, how come my kid didn't know about the thing? And I was like, well, I sent it out a text and an email on the Facebook group. I set up a discord. I streamed it on Twitch. I did it on Instagram live, you know, <laughs> and they're like, well, I didn't see any of that. Well, there's nothing I can do for you at this point, but um, there's still some other, you know, areas where it's, I struggle with one of them is consistency. Um, we have uh, the lesson stuff that we use for our main meeting time. Uh, There's a parent connection that I send out to the parents once a week now, and it allows the parents to know what was taught about, what the main thrust of the lesson was, some scripture passages they can look at. And then it helps. The the goal of it is to help foster conversation with their student for the rest of the week about it. And so we meet on Sunday nights. I try to, after the youth group is over, I come back to my office and I shoot the email out uh, after youth group. And there's been a couple of times I've, I've not done it until Monday. Uh, I think this last week, I think I didn't get it out till Tuesday. Um, but, but this is one of those things. Like we, we have to communicate with parents. We have to communicate with our leaders and we have to do it often, even though it's difficult because if there isn't communication, people are not going to know what's going on. And then when you want to do something, even if it's not a change, it's just a thing you want to do. There's not going to be as much support because people aren't going to have a clue what's going on and if you're wanting to make a change, usually when people hear change, change usually indicates that the new thing will be better than the old thing which was now bad, which is why you're making the change so what was bad what were you doing and what is the new thing why is it good and why is it better and so making sure that like you said we're clear we're simple. Um, and it's often it allows people to, uh, like you said, like you're removing every possibility for questions because you've already answered all of them ahead of time. Um, but, to tag on the end of that, we're gonna have to be okay, to a certain extent, with people still telling us they didn't know, because there's really only so much we can do.
0: No, no I agree. You're still gonna have you're gonna still have people ask questions. And you're gonna still have people who may not understand. Uh, But your, just your, your goal should be to eliminate Mm -hmm. that as much as possible because of how clearly you're cast communicating and casting that vision. Um, That's, that should be your goal. Uh, But as, as we wrap, kind of wrap up, I just want to challenge those of you who are listening as we've kind of talked about, again, three different things of how to semi ruin, ruin your ministry or. Or or just cards, blow it all
1: the pieces. Yes, uh,
0: prayer, prayer, removing prayer, removing God's word, ignoring God's word, most definitely. And this right here, when it comes to making changes in your ministry without prayer, without casting vision and communication, will very much may not destroy your ministry but it would greatly hinder your ministry. Uh, So my challenge for those of you are listening is is if you're looking to make major changes during this time of COVID, like most of us are doing right now, most of us, I would say most people in ministry right now are evaluating everything and everything is on the table to change or remove. Right now, during this season, as we're trying to do digital ministry, trying to do hybrid ministry, the in-person online, that's one of the challenges, as you're make trying to make these changes in your ministry, please, please come to God first in prayer. Really, really ask God, is this really what you want me to do? And, and, and come into it in humility, um, asking God, is, is why do you wanna change? And also make sure that you're, you know what God wants you to do, what you feel like God, direction God's moving you in your ministry. Making sure you're casting that vision with not only your leaders, but your parents. And casting vision is and making these changes and part of casting vision is doing it slowly. Doing it slowly. Cast, spend time casting vision and making sure that you're communicating and communicating clearly and often.
1: Yeah, and I think I, this is just on my heart, so I'll, I'll tag this on the end here. But... Be praying for your students and your leaders and and even their teachers. Their their teachers at school are probably in a very similar boat as us. Um, They're trying to figure out how to teach and reach their students online a little bit, in the classroom a little bit. And we're trying to figure out how to reach our teens at church a little bit, online a little bit, depending on, you know, what state you're in, what country you're in, what scenario you're in, Um, whether you're just free range or shut down wearing a mask inside your own home. So uh, please be praying for them with that. Um, and uh, and be encouraged that uh, you're doing the Lord's work and, and he's not going to let that fail. So we do want to thank you guys for listening today. Uh, it's it's a pleasure doing this, and I love I love hanging out with you, Ryan, and uh, recording the podcast. And if you are um, a, a longtime listener, thank you for your faithfulness and listening. And if you have not yet, please leave us a review and a rating. Uh, that helps us to get this content to more and more youth workers around the world, and uh, it allows us to find more people to bring solid content for you guys. So um, please. Leave a review, uh, leave a rating, share this with your friends on whatever social media platforms you're on. And uh, we look forward to the next episode with you guys.
0: Well, guys, stay tuned for our next episode.